Hi, Julia. It's an extra pleasure to see you um, and to be able to interview you. Um, I would love you to say just a couple of words about yourself and what you want to talk about in this interview. Awesome. Thank you for having me on here, Maria. It's such a pleasure to connect with you. I love you so much and I'm just excited <laughs> for this interview. Um, so, so my name is Julia and, and I'm an intuitive painter and an empowerment coach who specifically focuses on helping people empower their true expression. And so maybe their expression is through sexuality, maybe that's through their creativity, maybe that's through how they love or the way they speak in the world. So because of that, and because I'm so passionate about people really connecting to that, that true sense of expression, I wanted to talk about sexuality and creativity and how they're so intricately connected. Mm. So how are they connected? In which <laughs> ways are they connected? Great question. So yeah, it's really interesting because like in my work, sometimes people they, they kind of raise an eyebrow and they're like, yeah, sex, creativity, I think they're like, how are they connected? And I find it really interesting because I, I believe that both of them really inform each other and actually come from a pretty similar source. You know, sexual energy or like sexuality is really what it, it propagates humankind. You know, it's like the ultimate creative force, mm -hmm. you know, like like women who like birth children, like through, through their sexuality, like that is like creating a new life, right? There's so much of that. Um, and then creativity in terms of outside of sexuality, like when you, you create new ideas, you birth new projects, like all of that is, it is sort of from that same force of like birthing. Mm -hmm. creation. Mm -hmm. um, and so because of that, I feel like a lot of creatives or folks in sexuality, they address one thing, but maybe they don't address the other. Uh, and, and I think that they can actually, there's this really beautiful dance between them. So uh, why would it be important or interesting, interesting to connect those both forces yeah. and energies? Yeah, so I found that the interesting thing that I found first off, like in my own life and in what I've observed in, I guess, like society and the people around me is that I found that on my personal journey, two of my greatest like wounds or places I had to really overcome were my, my sexual expression and my creative expression. Mm -hmm. um, as a very, very creative child who kind of knew she was, she was an artist from a very young age. Mm -hmm. um, it was very early on that I started receiving messages that you know, art isn't a viable career, you know, creativeness is kind of fluffy, it's not as good as being like a linear, logical, pragmatic person. There's all these messages that, that started happening, um, which, which caused me to make life choices that were away from creativity, that were supposed to, you know, like more in the box or like to fit yeah. in or just all these things. Um, and so like on a similar note, like I felt with my sexuality and in many ways, it's even more taboo than, than sexuality. I mean, then, then creativity is that, you know, from a young age, you're, you're taught messages about your body, you know, like as a woman, I was, I was taught different things about, you know, my private parts instead of like using anatomically correct words, you know, or that, that it was somehow shameful to show my body or to enjoy sexuality or to even talk about it. You know, I grew up in a very conservative family that was just not something we talked about and so because of this I found growing up when it came to expressing my voice my opinions 
really taking a stand for, for what I wanted to do in the world, I struggled a lot with that um, because I was so afraid of expressing myself. That showed up a lot in, in terms of how I expressed my voice. It showed up in terms of kind of shutting down my, my artistic creativity. It showed up in just being really afraid of my body, not being able to like, connect with people, like dating was a hot mess. Um, and so I guess I developed a lot of compassion for, for folks who struggle in these areas because it's taken me a long time to really love my body, my sexual expression, how I create and how like my, my artistry is a gift. It's, it's not actually a burden. You know, it's not something less than like, uh, it's not like less than coding, right. Or, or being a doctor or like all these things that for some reason society decided to tell me, yeah. um, and so because of that, I feel like a lot of people have, a, there's a lot of pent up energy and a, pen, a lot of pent up potential around sexuality and around creativity. So if one does work around uncovering the shame that says like your body is dirty, your sexuality is not valuable, or you uncover the shame of like, you're not creative or like you shouldn't use that, that's like a lesser skill. When you start peeling back those layers, it actually, if it creates so much so much more freedom, so much mm. more freedom for people to be themselves. Like I talk to so many people who, who, feel, who feel like they're not being creatively expressive, you know, like they're, they're stuck in a job and they just feel like it's very rote. It just, you know, it's just in this box and there's so many people and they're like, I don't know how to access my creativity. Mm. And I, whenever I hear that, I'm like, but what do you love? What do you want to do? And they're like, well, I have this, this one idea. Like I have this one thing that I'm passionate about or you know there's and then it and then you see them light up and so when I see that it's like come on like let's let's unleash that um and so so I find that helping people get more permission around that like mm -hmm. changing their stories um it creates just a lot more freedom overall in their lives to mm -hmm. yeah to actually to, it's basically to to create the life that they want like as humans we're like the ultimate creators in many ways. Like everything we see around us has been created from the mind of someone. I mean, aside from nature, but like, you know, we're talking yeah. on, on the, and using this technology, like yes. this, this, this started as an idea, mm. you know, an idea that, that was like inseminated <laughs> in the brain and then burst forth through all these, these steps and then like manifest in the physical world. You know, that's like highly sexual path and a highly creative path. And it's, it's like this is this is what humans love doing and so to yeah. stop that impulse the creative impulse the sexual impulse it's it's very jarring and and very sad for many people hmm. so you're opening up the the term of creativity uh mm -hmm. taking it from it has to be with colors and pens or maybe with instruments and music to mm -hmm. basically every area of life like bringing it yeah. to technology. It started with a creative impulse in the mind. And what I also hear is that you offer permission. It's mm. nothing that has to be like forced or like, yeah, you should really look into this uh, and let's create creativity kind of. It's already yeah. in us. Like sexuality is in us it's natural and so is creativity mm -hmm. and i feel a lot of permission from you talking it's just you like just opening the door kind yes of. oh i love i love that you reflect that and 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 shared that because i think yeah the permission word i think that's 
I think that's so crucial in both sexuality and creativity, like you said, unlocking the door, because a lot of the reason people aren't able to connect with their bodies in the way they want or sexually with the partner in the way they want or like create the things that they want in the world, it usually boils down to permission, you know, mm -hmm. permission to mm -hmm. ask for what they want, you know, permission to have the space, permission to be messy, permission mm -hmm. to make a mistake. Um, and especially like when we're talking about permission, I feel like the, the word that, that gets in the way of permission and that is like the nemesis of permission in many ways is perfectionism. Mm. And, and I think perfectionism is like this chronic issue that like most of, of society like faces. And I think a lot of it is propagated by the media and just sort of weird illusions of trying to be these perfect you know, humans that we see on, on magazines, on, on movies, you know, in these stories, like these people who are like not super flawed or either just maybe one dimensional. Yeah. And so this idea of perfectionism or like, or people in sexuality, like having the perfect orgasm or like the perfect expression. It's like, no, if you're having an orgasm, like you're just like, wow. <laughs> uh, you know like the photo project where they photograph people having orgasms but in their faces are like doing this crazy right and that is not that is not perfect expression you know or perfect by mainstream culture it's perfect in that it is natural yeah. perfection is inherent in all of us yes. um but like this perfectionism it's like it's it's like waging a war on human creativity like there are so many like people who have ideas and especially now at the point that we are in society where like we're, we're dealing with climate change we're dealing with like all these mm -hmm. political issues we're dealing you know like situation with with food and water and sustainability and um and like human rights and like this is of any era like this is a time where people need to be creative mm. and so to feel like we have to do it perfectly to feel like we have to sort of fit into a box or stay quiet like that is not only not serving ourselves it is not serving society as a greater whole so i, I really do think perfectionism mm. like if there's one thing i can tell people who are listening like what can you do to begin letting go of any any semblance of perfectionism in your creative life in your sexual life and that's like the beginning of peeling back peeling back the layers mm. yeah thank you for saying that and also putting this in a in a bigger picture, in a global picture for us. Yeah. So you were talking about perfectionism. Is there something else that comes to mind that kind of blocks or kills creativity and or sexuality? Yeah, I think, yeah, a couple, it's a very similar thing with perfectionism. Perfectionism. I think, I think the other part of the coin is judgment. I really think um, the way we speak to ourselves, the way we think about others, like the judge, like we're humans naturally judge, like it's a part of making choices. It's a part of you know, sort of calibrating whether a situation is safe or good for us. Like that type of judgment is not bad. In many ways, that's more leaning toward like discernment and the ability to, mm -hmm. to decide. Um, but the, the toxic judgment that I'm talking about, you know, is, is the other, other thing that really, really affects how we relate to our bodies, our creativity you know, there's so many people, it's like, I have this idea. And then suddenly this onslaught of just judgments, like you're not good enough. 
who are you to think that you aren't creative, you're not this, like so-and-so would laugh at you. Like the judgments just, I know so many people, one of the key things we struggle with is our internal dialogue, is that, that series of judgments. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or in the bedroom, like you're having a really wonderful sexual encounter with, with your partner or with a lover, and suddenly you're judging your body or, or judging the sounds that you make or maybe judging your ability to provide pleasure for them. And that, that's like a mood killer. Like that, that, you know, that really, one, it gets you into your head, into this sort of like judging mm-hmm. cortical part of the brain versus really feeling, connecting that sort of primal expression, the more sort of organic desires of your body. Um, so I think judgment is the other thing that, um, I think most people struggle with and, and is really, really not, not supportive of leaving, mm. leading a really expressive, expressive life. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, and now looking at it from, from the other perspective, like what, what are the ways that I can empower myself, that I can express or start expressing sexuality and creativity. Uh, And I think you're the expert because you struggled with both. Um, And I really, really would like to know um, what tools you recommend, what tools you use yourself um, to make this expression even more uh, available for you or to start this expression and this empowerment. Mm, oh, that is such a good question. It's like, where, where do you start? Um, luckily for anyone listening, it's like, you just start with you. You are inherently creative. You have this beautiful inherent sexuality. Like really what it comes down to is what we talked to earlier. It's really just the mind shift and belief shift of permission. You know, I think that's the first step. You know, like, are you going to give yourself permission to explore to to get a little messy, you know, to push the envelope. If you're not going to give yourself permission, then it's kind of a dead end, mm-hmm. right? So that's sort of the the first part going in. Um, and then I think like a key part, and I'm going to share some some ideas, yes, some inspirational please. things for for folks to try. But the heart of a lot of these is play, and I really think play and playfulness is such a powerful component of a really vibrant sexuality of a really vibrant creative life Mm -hmm. because play is play is many ways it's how we learn play is how we discover new things Mm -hmm. like when you say play when i say play i feel this lightness in my body there's not there's not a lot of judgment in play you know there's sort of like a free-for-all that can happen Um, and so i encourage people to go into some of these practices with this mindset of play like anything goes and like what what are the possibilities that you will discover when you mm-hmm. fully allow yourself to play? So, so that's really the, the, the two permission and play that I want to suggest sort of going into these. Um, and then in terms of there's just, I'll just throw out like a myriad of things. Um, so first, what I found um, as someone who's, who's an entrepreneur, who's, who's in a business, I know that, that often we're driven by this hustle and grind mentality. Mm. And that, that is a way of accomplishing things, but sometimes hustle and grind, like maybe that could be inspiring, but sometimes there's a point where it goes off the edge and it's just a killer of creativity. It's a killer of connection with one body. So for me, I found that connecting with pleasure is actually a really good way to 
to reignite both my sexuality and my mm-hmm. creativity. Um, and so there are different ways, you know, I found that sometimes when I'm writing, um, like an Instagram post or I'm writing a blog post, or I've even written speeches in this way where I will get connected with my body through a dance. Like I'll, I'll dance a song. If I'm feeling frustration, I'll dance it out. I'll like write my notes down. I'll dance another song. And it's sort of this free flow of movement plus writing, um, that for me, feels like it helps move through through creative blocks it gives me more freedom it also you know sitting in a chair all day is not a very creative position (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know so for many people it's a movement often like it opens the floodgates um so i'll often bring pleasure through dance or like jumping around or shaking or or things like going into nature and nourishing myself with sort of these things that feel really good invigorating that bring energy into my body and aliveness like all of these things, when you are in a state of aliveness, of excitement for life, of feeling good in your body, like I really believe that creativity follows, you know, the ideas flow from there. Like when you're feeling super good in your body and sort of juicy, like pleasure and sexuality follows, like you're more excited to do things like with your, your loved one, you know, whatever that is. So, so that's the first one of just an approach you can take. Yes. Um, Another one that I like, so if someone in, let's say like in a sexual relationship with someone, maybe things are, you know, you're, you're doing the same old thing. And so once again, bring play. And so a really good one is like, what do the animals do? You know, like animals are not sitting there being perfectionists, like <laughs> judging what they're doing. I, I was at the zoo a while back and I saw these two turtles having sex and it was like, what the hell are these turtles doing? You know, and like they were uninhibited and doing this sort of very strange, you know, like unfortunate thing. And I was like, yeah, they're like not judging themselves and they're just like doing their animal thing. So, so a suggestion for folks, um, you can do that. It's like a fun little exercise, like with your partner or partners is that you, you pick an animal that you want to be and you play and you act silly and you put a timer. I mean, a lot of improv people do this or in the acting world. Mm. And so like, maybe you're going to be a tiger and you're going to, you know, prowl around the bedroom and your partner is this like bird of prey swooping around and what happens like when you connect to the or maybe you're like bonobos and you're like, you know, plucking each other's fleas and like sniffing each other, like whatever. So that's like a good one. So just play and just see what yeah. happens there. Um, and then even like following that, like after you're playing with just embodying different animals, you're howling, like doing whatever, um, you can even ask, you know, there's this fun game where it's like you ask or you make a request of someone to do something like silly with you so it's like i i request that you like smack smack my bottom like bongo drums you know and you do that and the person can say yes or no you could be like no that sounds yeah. not like a good idea um you know like or i or i you know i would love to like jump around like a kid on the bed and like dry hump the air like maybe that's what it is so it's about you know, expanding our definition of like sexuality and like being Hmm. serious about these things and being like, you know, you can play with your partner. And from that, it's like, it creates a new connection. Like that from that, you know, like there's a new, there's a level of sensuality under that. There's a level of like excitement of turn on. Um, And so I encourage people, you know, give that a try. Act like wild animals, make really crazy requests, you know, within (laughs) good reason. Um, so that's like a really, a really good one, uh, for people to do. Um, and then I'll do one final one. 
<laughs> I already love those. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. Um, I love the dancing. <laughs> like, yeah, what a movie. And then it's like, let's do a turtle today. <laughs> yeah. I know, and it's so good. And because, and I think so. Like the greatest, yeah, way to like fight off like judgment and fear and permission is like silliness. It's like there's mm. there's nothing you can do wrong. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. It's like you know, so even. I was recently talking to someone about ways they wanted to create like manually, like artistically. And they're kind of worried because they didn't have like artistic training. And I was like, listen, get finger paints, get butcher paper, put it on the wall and just like use your body and paint your hands and your body and like on the wall and just, and there's no rules. And this person, it was like, it opened so much up for them just to be like, Oh, I don't have to have like a pencil and like, sketch you know like a nose or like an apple in a still life and it was like no like you can use your body and express and that may not be a picasso or or maybe or it may be like yeah there's like splatter paintings a lot in the abstract world so like maybe that is (laughs) something so so you know just some some fun ideas for people in different realms to to give it a try. Mm, I love it. I love <laughs> it. Ah, I'm just looking at you lights me up so much. So <laughs> you're having a lot of fun with your sexuality and creativity. <laughs> yeah, it's my guess. This is so fun. <laughs> So, I guess there are a lot of people out there who are intrigued now and are intrigued by you uh, and are curious about working with you. So, what possibilities do we have? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So, if anyone is feeling inspired, you can check out, there's my Instagram page where I share a lot of these things um, on a daily basis. So, that's julia.joyfulwild. Mm-hmm. J-O-Y-F-U-L-W-I-L-D, the wild. Um, and then I also have my website, so www.juliaberryman.com. Mm-hmm. And, and also on there, it talks about sort of the, the offerings that I specifically create for people. So there's really two ways that you can work with me. Um, I offer one-on-one coaching. Yeah. And the really special and unique thing about how I offer my coaching is that I'm blending my art in it. And I've always been very intuitive from a very young age. I have like very vivid imagination and imagery. And so the way I love to serve my clients is that we go on a coaching journey to transform an area of their life about around their expression. Maybe they want to express their voice more. Maybe they want to be able to ask what they want, feel more confident, connect with their body, love their sexuality. Maybe they want to reconnect with their, their creativity, you know, whatever it is that they feel is this sort of impulse inside that wants to express itself more or like a gift that they want to share in the world. Um, And so we do one-on-one coaching together for that. And in that process, I create an an intuitive painting um, that that shows them, you know, what are they creating in their life? So it might be an image of their mission. It might be a portrait of an empowered aspect of themselves that they're trying to bring forth. Or sometimes for some people, it might be a painting of a part that they've hidden and shut down and that's really tender and just needs to be embraced in an image form. So really the possibilities are endless. Um, So if if that is at all interesting to to anyone listening, I offer 
a free one hour discovery call where we can really talk, you know, what, what do you want to explore? What are you hoping to unleash and express? And we can see if this is a right fit for you. But, but I know that it, it's an offer that I, I deeply love. It allows me to express my creative gift in a way that like shares my love with my clients. Um, and so it's just an honor, whoever I get to create something for, it's truly this, the thing that I just feel so, so happy to do. So that's one realm. And you can also, you know, email me on there if you have any questions. Um, and then the other option is if there's anyone in the Los Angeles area, I do offer monthly women's sexuality circles. I period periodically offer other workshops. I recently had a sex and creativity workshop. So those, those information um, that can be found on my Instagram typically as I, as I make announcements. So if folks are interested, those are the two main ways to work with me. Uh, thank you so much. That's so beautiful. Uh, and yes, your intuitive painting. I have one right there next to my working space. <laughs> and it's not only incredibly beautiful, but also transports so much uh, wisdom and so much, I, I see so much uh, in this picture still. Um, that's helping me to connect to myself and, and, and just, yeah, shows me where I am right now on mm. my journey. Mm. Oh, yes. I love that so much. And yeah. I loved creating your painting. It was the best. <laughs> So, yes, it's a big recommendation to working with Julia. Um, and thank you so much uh, for doing this interview with us um, and sharing your juicy bits of how to, how to empower and express creativity and sexuality. Thank you so much for having me here. <laughs> It was my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Julia.